Hello and welcome to Black, Brown, and Bilingue, where our mission is to unite the black and brown communities through education, storytelling, and community engagement. The vision of Black, Brown, and Bilingue is to be part of creating a world in which Black and Brown identities are affirmed, bilingualism and biculturalism are nurtured, and equity is the driving force behind all that we do. Buenos dias. Good morning. Uh, Lissette here from Black, Brown, and Bilingue. And of course, this is Maurice McDavid. And man, it feels good to be back. Now, y'all gonna have to excuse me. I got a little something, something going on with my throat. <laughs> um, hashtag not COVID. Um, but uh, Lissette is good. Hashtag probably Florona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, Lissette, it is good to be back on another episode with you um, as we get ready to close out season two. Yes, I am super like energetic when I woke up this morning I'm like yes another episode it feels really good we have a lot to update people on right absolutely um I think you know Lissette you and I can both acknowledge that um this whole starting uh a a program uh with Northern Illinois University uh being a principal in less of a um not less of a pandemic but just a different part of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of just everything else that comes with that has kind of thrown us off our, our game a little bit as we um, have had some gaps in between episodes. But we're looking forward to closing this one out and then uh, thinking about, um, you know, where we'll be uh, for, for season three. Yeah, you know, um, and I think as I was reflecting on, this journey with the podcast, but as well as with leadership, you know, at the end of the day, we're principals, right? And so it is completely understandable that that took precedence over, you know, just being consistent. Not that we don't love the podcast, not that we don't love to be creating content, but it's been interesting. So let's let's talk about that for a little bit, right? Because your first year as a principal was when COVID first hit? Yeah, so I think uh, back to that February of 2020, uh, my family uh, and and your family, we attended the school board meeting and they announced me as the next principal of, of Turner School. And I was just ecstatic. I think we went to dinner that night and, we you did. Know, because we wanted to do it real fancy. We went to Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and so, you know, I was definitely uh, super excited. It's interesting because then March 13th happens, right? Mm-hmm. March 13th, 2020, everything gets shut down and we never come back the rest of that school year. And all of a sudden, all of my plans to come and visit the building and see people in person they all changed to Zoom meetings, or at that point, I think it was even Google Meets, maybe, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so it definitely changed um, things drastically, um, uh, you know, for, for becoming a first-year principal, uh, trying to get to know your staff 
all of a sudden all of it is is, is virtual. Um, so, you know, that was that was a really really interesting transition. Now, um, it's not like you had been, you know, at your building for forever. You know, you'd only mm-hmm. been at your building for a year, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden transitioning to uh, uh, the 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 virtual world. Yeah. So that that year was my first year in the district, and so that was my first year with the my current staff. And I remember recently at a BLT telling my team, you know, we haven't had a normal year together. And they were kind of like, what? It's been that long. It feels like you've been here forever. Right. But we have yet to have a normal year together. And I remember that um, fall of 2020, so much of our energy and time. And at this point you were with us, but so much of that was devoted to making sure things were six feet apart and some of the procedural things and COVID definitely took precedence. Um, But, you know, I think of this current year now we're dealing with kind of like, I describe it as like whiplash, right? So we went through all of that 2020, 2021, And now this year we tried to return with some sense of normalcy, right? And then dealing with like just the SEL of not just our students, but our staff. People had gone through a lot. People have experienced loss. And I definitely, I think in my enthusiasm for, yay, we're going to be in person, it, it was a little easy to forget, not intentionally, but people are still going through some things, right? And I think it's important to keep that at the forefront, um, and making sure that we continue to care for our for our students and our staff. A hundred percent. The other piece that I really think a lot about in our return this fall is it was really nice to be able to begin to engage in academic conversation again and be talking about you know student learning uh, as opposed to student spacing. <laughs> um, the problem that I think we ran into, particularly as Delta kind of waved through, and now you know Omarion's got this icebox where his heart used to it be. Used to be. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, as Omicron has come through, <laughs> um, you know, I think um, <clears throat> we are, and and even with this most recent update of the five day quarantine and trying to figure out, okay, I got to make sure these kids are six feet, even if I have other kids at three feet. And so I think you talk about that whiplash, right? That some of that back and forth. And then also just as we deal with the SEL, keeping that in mind as we're looking to still increase student learning, then finally, the, the third piece connected to this is there were some learning practices that existed before COVID, had nothing to do with COVID, Facts. we're still needing to address. Right. And, and so, man, it's just, it, it has been a lot. Um, you know, I definitely have had teachers say that they feel like this is the hardest year of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, not last year. Right. Isn't is that interesting? And I think too, you, you get used to the slowdown, right? Cause, and I, and I would be honest, I appreciated some of life slowing down. Um, and you kind of had to readjust to coming back, being in person, full throttle. And unfortunately, and I think if I reflect on like this first half, 
we always talk about how, or we used to talk about how we're going to learn so much from the pandemic and we're going to come back different. But did we? Did we? Did we really come back and say, you know, we're going to slow things down. We've learned a lot because of the pandemic. We're going to change some things. I don't know that we've changed. I think we've really tried to go back to status quo to a certain extent. Which I think could also be reflected right in in the look at look at 2020 right and and the marches and protests for racial justice mm-hmm. where's that at right where, and keep that same energy playboy you know where, right. where's that energy at what what happened and i appreciate we're still engaging in some of those conversations but it's just um yeah the the ability to sustain certain mm-hmm. movements um has been challenging however I want to give us some props because we have uh, managed to sustain this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, we're back on today because we are trying to return to that level of energy, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we had where we were dropping something every other week, you know, we had something ready to go. Now, one of the things I'm super proud of though, Lissette, is that while we weren't as consistent on the episodes, we we expanded in some other ways. This we did. Year. You're right. You definitely. So February of 21, we did our very first professional development, the language of success. Mm-hmm. And now we've had the opportunity, Lisette, right, to take that on the road a little bit, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> as well as some work that you and I have also done with the culturally responsive teaching and leading standards um, mm-hmm. that uh, were passed just this year, or ju- in, in um, February of 21 um, through the state uh, Illinois JCAR, right? So, so talk no, a little and bit. And go ahead and let them know. Go ahead and let them know. Come on now. Come on. So, so you know, Lissette, I appreciate the, the little plug <laughs> here. Yeah, so I, I did help uh, as a member of the diverse and Learner Ready Teacher Network, uh, which is a subcommittee of ISBE, did help to author those standards, uh, the cultural responsive teaching and leading standards. So very proud of the work uh, that that team did. Um, That team is actually continuing to work on uh, diversifying the teacher pipeline. And so we've got some works that, that we're doing. Yeah, and you know, we actually took those standards um, and talk about branching out that summer um, I worked with Golden Apple, the Golden Apple Scholar Foundation. Um, if you don't know anything about the organization, it is in Illinois, and um, they really are aimed at increasing the teacher pipeline. And I was able to run um, part of their summer institute and teach the cultural competency class. And we talked a lot about those standards. And every time I would introduce them, I was like, yeah, and by the way, um, you see this man right here, my co-host of the podcast. So I was able to plug that in. And it's been really exciting to see um, how the standards and hopefully, you know, the work with Golden Apple will lead to some substantive change uh, for our students. Yeah. So I definitely would say um, had the opportunity um, 
earlier in the spring um, to kind of do some of that same PD uh, with the DuPage County Regional um, Office of Education, you know, some of those different things too, um, uh, working with a good friend and colleague, Josh Kaufman, um, who then I think ended up connecting with you in a roundabout way. So it was, it was just really interesting how yeah. we've had the opportunity to do some of these things. Um, and then, you know, that led uh, the work both with Golden Apple and with the DuPage County um, uh, and actually originating in, in our very first PD, uh, we had um, a um, woman on there on the original call who said that she, you know, she worked for IPA. Oh, um, that's right. And Shout was, out to Denise Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> that's who it is, right? Yeah. Okay. She, she, afterwards, she stayed on. She said, hey, you all need to do this at the Illinois Principals Association Conference you all need to do this presentation. And so due to her encouragement, we went ahead and applied. And sure enough, we were selected as presenters and got a chance to present at uh, the Illinois Principals Association um, uh, uh, conference this fall. And that was um, just super dope. We had a really good time uh, with that. And um, and again, made some connections. Now, Lissette, one of the things that uh, really stuck out about that experience was getting to meet one of our fans of, of the podcast. Um, and she she took a picture with us and and we felt like we was really doing something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mariana. That's who you're talking about, Mariana yep. Nicasio. Yep. I love her. Um, we actually had her on the Leading Latina blog. Um yeah, she is wonderful. Shout out, girl. How you doing? <laughs> um, and so then after that, though, you know, I think people were really excited. And if you remember correctly, we had people come up to us and say, hey, you need to come out to our district and, and do some of this work. Um, so it was really nice, a nice uh, experience to get out there and present and network with other um, educators, which then also led me to another podcast so if you remember after we walked out of our session after we were done presenting um someone stopped us to see if we wanted to um just share a couple of thoughts on being a leader during the pandemic and um i was able to connect with charles williams who then invited me to be part of an episode of inside the principal's office so again it's just been really wonderful to see how our podcast and our work together, Maurice, has, you know, allowed us to branch out and do some other things. So although we have not been as consistent with content and dropping an episode every other week, we have been busy and a lot of the opportunities have come out of this podcast. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about ISU? So, yeah, another connection that came from the uh, work that I had done um, with uh, Isby. So I had served on a second committee called um, IPEC, the Illinois Professional Educator Competencies. And, um, and so those are going to be replacing the Illinois Professional Learning Standards um, or Professional Teaching Standards. And, um, and so one of the ladies on there, uh, Dr. Jill Donnell, uh, works for ISU. And um, eventually she, you know, came around with this idea that she would really love to have um, me come down and talk some more with her, with the education department there, talk some more about um, the, the work um, 
that I had done with the uh, culturally responsive teaching and leading standards. So I had to, um, you know, I let her know. I said, well, I, I think you would enjoy me presenting, but I I've got a, um, a colleague and podcast partner that I normally present with, um, you know, is it okay if she comes down as well? I think it'll make it more dynamic. And sure enough, it was. I think, um, <laughs> you know, uh, brought Lissette down. And um, and I think from from there, now we're kind of known as, you know, this is what we do. And so I really see this as being something that, that we can do. But ISU was super dope. The room was packed full yeah. uh, of people who are in the education game and are helping to train you know, our next generation of teachers. And so really, I really enjoyed that. Yes, I'm sorry. I really enjoyed that because for that very reason, right? And I think that we were able to give them a lot to think about in terms of their teacher preparation program. And hey, we must have been a dynamic duo because we got invited again. So tell them about that. Yeah, so we'll be going back down uh, in... February, um, and they have basically what's like a, a big institute day, and we actually are going to be their plenary session. Now, when she told me that, Lissette, um, speaking of language, right, um, I had to look that word up because I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so it's the one that everybody has to go to, where they get to choose other sessions that they go to throughout the day. The session that everybody has to go to, um, we will be presenting at and getting a chance to talk again about the power of uh, culturally responsive teaching. Um, and, and I definitely wanna shout out, there's a, a book recently released uh, by Gloria Latson Billings. Uh, Love her. Yeah, Culturally Responsive Pedagogy. And it is, a, um, it is a collection of some of her work. So going back to some of the earliest things she published to some of the newest things she's published. Uh, and I'm actually rereading that right now. Uh, beautiful work. Yeah, you know, Gloria Ladson Billings was, I remember doing my first master's and she was all up and through my capstone work. Um, and so ever since then, like I've been a huge follower, her, follower of her work. Um, and she's kind of like the, the godmom of all of this. Correct, correct. Powerful uh, researcher, uh, was a powerful educator. Um, you know, some of the things that, that um, she talks about, I, I'm definitely thinking about because Lisette, um, one of the things that has taken our time and, and we've kind of glossed over this, but I want to come back to it. One of the things that has taken our time uh, is that uh, you and I have both entered the superintendency program mm -hmm. um, and are pursuing that. Um, and so uh, I think we both have some intentionality behind not just getting the superintendency, but going ahead and getting the EDD and so needing to write a dissertation and, and some of those things. So I've been thinking about Gloria Latson Billings um, and collecting some of her pieces in case it would be something that I would write about. Um, Lissette, talk a little bit about what your experience has been thus far uh, in the superintendency program, good, bad, ugly. <laughs> So, you know, um, you and I obviously met in our uh, master's program to, you know, for the principalship. And I think we both really enjoyed that experience. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. Being a principal now, 
and taking some of this coursework, I definitely feel like it is a little more taxing. Actually, not a little. Let me be more precise. It is much more taxing. Um, I think there's a huge difference between being a teacher in the classroom and going to school, which don't get me wrong, that was challenging. But now being a principal, as well as being in this EDS program, it has been a lot. Um, there were definitely moments where I would message you and say, hey, I, I think I'm just going to drop this. Um, but I got to give you a lot of credit, Maurice, because you're like, just stick with it. Just stick with it. Um, I hope that this first semester with the submission of the portfolios and all of that, um, I'm hoping that it'll hopefully taper off. But I've enjoyed the camaraderie. I've enjoyed seeing some of our former colleagues, which is so ironic that we actually are in the same cohort as some of our DeKalb people. And um, that's been nice. Here's the thing. Let's be honest again, okay? Okay, go ahead, tell us. We, we did all the reading, we did all the work. We taught each other. Like, I've been thinking, yo, that's, that's the move. Professor. <laughs> 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 And you just assign readings and then you tell people, okay, you have to teach each other and you discuss, it, it is, it's the move. Um, but now it's been good. It's been good overall. And I'm glad I did it, even though in the process, I was like, oh, I got to write another reflection paper. Like for what? Um, but our professors have been incredible. I will say that I've really enjoyed them both. And I do love the structure of the program. So I'm glad I stuck it out, but it was rough. It was rough. How was it for you? You can't, you can't tell me it wasn't rough. Oh, it was, it was absolutely rough. I, the one positive that came out of being an active principal, right? Because the programs, both the principal program and the superintendent program are set up similarly in that at the end of your first semester, you have to submit this portfolio that demonstrates your leadership um, roles and understanding of leadership. And you have to be able to say, you know, I did this and here's how it represents this leadership standard, right, in order to be able to get in to the program. Well, as a teacher, I was attempting to, I was attempting to create these leadership opportunities. Right. As a principal, I was just doing my job and then telling exactly. people I did my job. And so that made it uh, definitely a little bit easier. I think <clears throat> the other piece has been both of our professors this year uh, for this first semester were retired principals, or I'm sorry, retired superintendents. Or no, mm -hmm. one is actually an active superintendent. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Is a retired superintendent. It was like, you know, to hear some of their stories. I remember that first half. I uh, was like, do I really want to do this? Right. Because sure, some of the stuff that they were talking about having dealt with, I was like, oh, I don't know. This sounds a little rough. <laughs> right. And, you know, um, you're 100% in terms of like, I actually didn't mind the portfolio. That to me was probably the easier part. To me, it was just a little tedious week to week stuff that I was like, man, it's one more thing on my plate. But we did it. Um, I'm excited. And 
I definitely think if anyone is out there listening and looking to um, continue their education, I definitely recommend having a colleague because it was nice because I'd message you like, when does this do? And you'd message me like, oh, what do you do for that? So it's always really nice to have someone um, on the journey with you. I can only imagine how we're going to be once we're writing our dissertation, Maurice. I think we're going to be a nightmare. I think I'm going to be like, I'm done with chapter one. And you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm done with chapter one and two. You know that that's never going to happen. You're going to say you're done with chapter one. And I'm like, yeah, I thought about uh, the intro. and and But at the end of the day, it'll all get done. And that's what's going to matter. Okay. I, I know myself. Um, know thyself, right, is, is um, you know, part of leadership. And, and, and uh, I know who I am. And I know, I also know what I'm working towards, though. And so um, I have joked for a long time you know, that, that I will be the Reverend Dr. MJ hey, McDavid, I'll be so, you know what I'm saying? Maurice, I know I give you a hard time. I know I do, but I would be so proud of you. Like that would be so incredible for you to be the Reverend Doctor. Well, and it, it started with, of course, Dr. King, but shout out to Joe Mitchell, um, who is a, a local pastor and uh, uh civil rights leader is what I'll call them uh, here yeah, in, our, in, in the local definitely. community um, in which I live. And when I remember when he got his um, his doctorate and I walked up to him and said, what up, doc? You know, and, mm-hmm. and just that excitement. And I got to tell you, in the black community, bro, like, um, you know, we are, we are uh, very well known for calling one another what we are not yet, but we, we speak those yes. words. And so, uh, you know, regularly greets me as, you know, doctor. Um, and so I, I feel like now I have to live up to those words of affirmation. Um, so that is so true. You know, there was, um, there was a paraprofessional at the middle school when I was in my program and she would always say, Hey, principal, Hey, Miss principal. And I, w- I obviously hadn't had my degree yet, but it was just so loving and amazing. And it, it does, it, it inspires you, right? It like, Man, I gotta, I gotta live up to that. Now, here's the thing: you're not a junior, are you? No. That's the one thing you're gonna miss is the junior, huh? Yeah, exactly. That, that's <laughs> okay. I might, um, I might pretend like my daddy's name was was uh, Maurice. No, you know, it's funny. Actually, my my older brother is the second. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I guess since he was born first or whatever, he 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 got that right. You know, so yeah, <laughs> that's fun. So, Lissette, we um, are wrapping up season two. Um, our listeners have, have been with us uh, for a while, and I appreciate that we're still gaining new listeners. Um, I'm wondering where we are headed to next. We've had some, we've had some big conversations. Big. We've had some big ideas with some things we're wanting to do next with Black, Brown, and Bilingue. Um, I will say... Um, that uh, you asked me at some point, just kind of in passing, we were talking about kind of making plans. And you said, what, wait, you don't want to do the podcast no more? I said, what? No, that is not what I said. You've so been acting I, real funny. We, we, I'm we, just we're kidding. Coming I'm just back, kidding. Folks. <laughs> we're coming back. But, but obviously this year has shown us that this podcast can be more than just a podcast for us too. So what are some Ooh, of your thoughts? You know what? We forgot, shout out to one of my fifth grade teachers, actually my fifth grade team, we forgot to mention that. So um, 
our fifth graders over at Pioneer, um, they were doing an advocacy unit and they invited us to come and speak about the podcast. And, you know, right now, I think young people in the media see that protesting and marching, um, those are all ways to be an advocate. But we came in and said, you know, you could also do something like a podcast and that there are many forms of advocacy. And um, I thought that was a really cool experience, which then kind of um, moved me more in the, in the desire of, I've always wanted to start my own school. And you and I have kind of talked about it. Um, yeah, that's one of the big conversations we've had is we would love to start school. And interestingly enough, you've had some of those thoughts too. And I'm talking about even before I met you, Maurice, like I remember thinking like, not only do I want to be a teacher, but I want to start my own school one day. And so when you also said you had had some of those thoughts too, it was like, come on, BBB Academy, we got to do something. <laughs> and why don't you go ahead and let them know. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we've, we've, We've talked through this quite a bit. We've thought about it being, you know, a charter school. We've thought about it being a, a world language school um, uh, where um, a majority of our students would be in a dual language track, you know, if they're coming in through young uh, youth, but if they, you know, came in older, then they would need to go through a world language track um, and they would learn a second language, right? That would be because we understand linguistics as such a, important part of identity yes and such an important part of expanding your worldview mm -hmm. um that that we would really emphasize that but we also talked about you know music class would 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 be music production okay how, yes. do, how do you make a beat how do you you know how do you uh, record over a track and then edit your own? You know, and you know who gave me? You know, I was thinking about that with like Clement Townsend. Yeah, he um, he was on the podcast, and I was like, if he did like a media class, how dope would that be? And then I thought about like someone like Lou Rocha, who talked about the mental health component in the Black and Brown communities, and I just you know I think the possibilities are endless. I really do. And I think that we both are visionaries and we also though bring um, different strengths that I think it would be really successful for a lot of our kids. So it is something that we are contemplating. It is something that, 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 that we are planning. I think um, Lisette in, in the more immediate, because we've looked at the process, right? So, so mm -hmm. it really can be up to a two year process, um, to, to get a charter school started. But, mm -hmm. um, in, in the more immediate, um, we uh, have definitely, um, talked about, um, our next step being to, to author, co-author a book. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> really get taking the opportunity um, for folk who maybe will never make it to RPD on the language of success to still be able to access um, some of the the information that we have curated into this presentation um, and um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited and you know that another one too 
we had Brother Henry, your brother, <laughs> uh, on the on one of the episodes, and he has his own school, right? Yes. As well as um, one of the big things that he spoke about was you got to have a book. You have to have a book. And that really connected with me because that's another thing that I've um, always dreamed of doing. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a, a friend from like second grade and we've just kind of kept in touch over the years. And he told me, he was like, you know what, Lisette? Even when you were young, you spoke about your future and about things as if they're going to happen. Not as if, well, if they happen, but I always spoke in terms of this, this is what I'm going to do. And this is going to happen. And I was like, really kind of blown away because I had never thought of it like that. And he took note of that. He's like, listen, you're exactly where you said you would be. And you always spoke about those things as like a, oh no, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And he, you know, it was just like, man, so I'm going to speak about, we are going to write this book and we will start some sort of an academy, something. We are going to do it, Maurice. Um, and I won't let you back out, just like you didn't let me back out of this program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I think, you know, that as we wrap this episode up, it's appropriate for us to take a little time and say thank you to our spouses who have mm. been an incredible support. They have given us time to record episodes. Uh, Brett has really played the role as, as manager. That's uh, my um, baby, y'all. My hey, man no, got us an let, interview. Let, let me talk about my baby. You talk about that. Let me talk about my baby. <laughs> he, listen, supportive spouses really don't get enough credit like this literally takes time away from them it takes time away from the family um but they are so supportive and they see the vision and they support that and they're you know brett is also i would consider someone who advocates for others and i know samantha is as well and the fact that my baby got us an interview with the neil degrasse tyson like and not just that but he has secured us so many incredible guests throughout this whole journey and Brett I appreciate you I love you you know you're everything to me so shout out Brett well I guess since we're getting sappy um Samantha <laughs> you are so beautiful to me oh, can't geez. you see <clears throat> maybe another morning another morning yeah you ain't got your very white voice today <laughs> Uh, Samantha, uh, same, um, appreciate you and, and, and love you dearly. And to our children, you know, mm -hmm. uh, before we started this episode, I, I could hear something in the background say to her, her children, hey, mommy has to record, go ahead and be quiet, <laughs> you know, go play somewhere else. My son is downstairs, you know, taking care of things himself. My daughter's at, uh, at basketball practice and, and, um, and, and so, again, we just, we appreciate the family. We appreciate the love and support that we've gotten from folk within our district yeah. um, who have shown us a lot of love. Um, and, uh, and, and then also, you know, across the state and across the country. And, and we, we know we have some folk who have- Across been the with globe. Us, right, um, uh, in other countries as well. And so uh, we just look forward to, to this continuing, continuing to build and we're gonna stay on our grind, so. Yeah. And honestly, heartfelt thanks to the listeners. 
Um, and you know, if no one's listening, we don't get these opportunities. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we're definitely committed to continuing to bring good content. We hope that we are part of your commute, either going to work or coming back home. We hope that we're bringing you, um, content of substance that even makes you laugh, right? That is not super heavy and drippy, but that you also learn something. So it is our tradition that we end an episode uh, simply by, um, you know, giving the, the listener one thing that we want them to walk away with. Um, I have mine, if you would like for me to go first. Go but, ahead. Okay, mine is simply this. Just know we coming. <laughs> we ain't stopping here, okay? Just know that we coming. And, and, and I, I get, try to keep it a buck. We're, we're staying grinding. Um, and this book is my goal that you'll see this book on the shelf within the next year. It's our goal, Maurice, our goal that you'll see this book on a shelf. Go ahead. <laughs> our goal. It's our goal. Well, I hadn't talked to you about that yet. So I, I was letting you know what my goal is. And I was hoping that you would align with me and that it would be our goal, but go ahead. Lisette. Um, the, I think for me, the, what I want the listeners to walk away with is change is coming. I feel like not just with us, but I think in education also, um, we're going to see, you know, this wave of new educators entering and new leaders. And we, um, I'm really like optimistic that BBB will be part of that change. And that's what I want the listeners to walk away with. Excellent. We yeah. out here. Yeah, yeah. For Black, Brown, and Bilingue, this is Maurice McDavid. And Lisa Jacobson, muchas gracias for tuning in. Adios. Mm -hmm.